It was in a national health clinic in London, and an amiable girl, with a mass of brown hair and foreign accent, had tested me for deafness. You are quite well, but with regard to your hearing, you are broken piano. She looked to see if this had any disquieting effect upon me, and then reeled off the hazards of old age. Finally, she wrote down the day and the date on which I could come and collect my two hearing aids, which I dutifully did, though I have failed to befriend them. They slipped like little ball bearings into the cavity of my ears, and retrieving them was hazardous. In fact, they are back in the brown envelope in which they came. At home, the garden was waiting. The second flowering of the roses, washed pink and blousy, but beautiful and the massed leaves on the three fig trees were a ripple as birds darted in and out chasing each other, half in courtship and half in combat. Broken piano in all its connotations kept saying itself to me, and yet I thought of life's many bounties to have known the extremities of joy and sorrow, love, crossed love and unrequited love, success and failure, fame and slaughter, to have read in the newspapers that as a writer I was past my sell-by date, and moreover a bargain basement Molly Bloom. Yet regardless to go on writing and reading, to be lucky enough to immerse myself in those two intensities that have buttressed my whole life. I got out a cookery book from Ballymaloo House in County Cork, where I'd stayed a couple of times and partook of delicacies such as nettle soup, carrageen moss souffle, lemon posset with rose-scented geranium and gooseberry frangipan with baby benoffis. It was where I had seen for the first time and had been astonished by Jack Yates's paintings, thick palettes of curdled blue that spoke to me as deeply of Ireland as any poem or any fragment of prose could do. I looked up the recipe for soda bread and did something that I had not done in 30 odd years. I made bread. Broken piano or not, I felt very alive as the smell of the baking bread filled the air. It was an old smell, the begetter of many a memory, and so on that day in August, in my 78th year, I sat down to begin the memoir which I swore I would never write. <laughs>